Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Mansos on the Boulevard, we're Out to Lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. A lot of us have dreamed about coming up with an idea that would address a need or a demand in society while enriching us in the process. But there's a long and winding road between thinking up the next big thing and making it happen. With me today to discuss this is Claire Bertrand, founder and owner of Workaroo, an app that you can think of as sort of an Airbnb for office space. The Workaroo app helps professionals find, compare, and book on-demand workspaces that fits their needs. Workaroo connects those searching for a temporary workspace with businesses looking to monetize their available space, be it an empty office, a conference room, or a shared workroom. And as we know, this is especially relevant in the era of COVID, when a lot of employers are paying pricey leases every month on a lot of large office space they no longer need. Currently, Workaroo has available space listed in four of Louisiana's five largest cities. Claire began building the app in 2018, and it went live in early 2022. She is a native of small town Louisiana who also had something of an illustrious running career and was a traveling representative for Brooks, the running shoe company, before coming up with this cool app. Claire, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Joining me and Claire is Bill Ellison, CEO of Innovation Catalyst, a nonprofit venture capital fund based at the Research and Technology Park here in Baton Rouge. It provides seed capital to Louisiana-based high-growth tech companies. Bill also heads the Red Stick Angel Network, which is owned by Innovation Catalyst now and seeks to identify, vet, and then aggregate investment capital of its members to fund early stage companies in Baton Rouge and elsewhere in Louisiana. And we know that's certainly something that's needed. Bill is a serial entrepreneur, attorney, and private investor who was in private practice for 20 years before pivoting to the entrepreneurial world in 2000 when he became an investor, general counsel, and director of a health IT startup company. Bill has subsequently started operating and invested in several startups Bill, it's a pleasure to see you even on Zoom. Thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch today. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Well, Claire, love this idea of, of the Workaroo app. Tell us how you came up with it. So, uh, so back in 2018, um, we're actually, we're, we had a three bedroom house. I was pregnant with my son and I worked from home and our office actually became our son's bedroom. And so I had no office. I called around trying to find an office space and I, I couldn't find one that was affordable. Um, and so I called my cousin, who's a real estate agent, and they're opening up an office in Lake Charles. And I said, hey, can you just ask your broker if I can just rent a desk for, let's say, $100 a month? And she said, okay. Uh, she called her broker and she said, yeah, she can have it. I'm not using it. It's extra money. Um, and so that was the, the basis of who we were. And then it kept becoming applicable across all 
avenues of my life. I was a traveling sales rep, trying to find a place to work in cities all across the South, couldn't find a place. My VP would fly in from Seattle, we couldn't find a place to work. Um, and even fast forward to 2020, there was two major hurricanes hit Lake Charles, Louisiana, and philanthropic groups were trying to come in and help our city and couldn't. Um, and so when they would call, um, they actually found me online and I actually connected some groups in Lake Charles to help out our city. And so it's been applicable across all sorts of avenues that I never knew it would be applicable, but um, that's how we came up with it is just personal need. And then we dove deeper into customer discovery through um, Nexus Ignition, which is an accelerator we did this past summer. And and that ties in with, with you built Nexus Ignition, right? Is that part of Innovation Catalyst or no? Kind of, Stephanie. Uh, so I, I am housed in Nexus Louisiana's office and they provide me services and we collaborate. And so they put on the, the Ignition Accelerator program and I just help participate in it as, as, as a mentor. And then Innovation Catalyst also provides a $10,000 um, uh, grant to, the, to the, the winner of the accelerator. You know, a lot of people they know of the business and technology park. They know the big Bon Carré business center. And I think a lot of people think of the, you know, business and technology center, which was a traditional sort of incubator. And then beyond that, I don't think they really know all that goes on over there or even the distinction between an innovation capital, you know, innovation catalyst. So, you know, what, what goes on at the business and technology center in that big building? Um, and, and because I think a lot of people probably don't realize how many different components there are or even what Innovation Catalyst is. So Stephanie, the, the difference between Nexus Louisiana and Innovation Catalyst is this. Nexus Louisiana is primarily uh, an incubator meaning it has a has physical space where people who are looking to start a company, they come and they get resources such as business consulting, they get, they get collaboration with other tenants and uh, some other programs that help them develop their company and grow. And then once they reach a certain stage, they basically leave the nest and they go get their own you know, regular priced uh, office space. So, Secondly, Nexus Louisiana is also uh, an accelerator. It has an accelerator program called Ignition, which uh, Claire participated in. And that is a, God, I think it's an eight week program where people come a couple hours a night and then work many hours during the week. And we, we help them develop their business, learn about the customer discovery and kind of help them on their way. And the most promising company at the end of the day gets a $10,000 grant from Innovation Catalyst. Um, Nexus also has many, many programs such as the Baton Rouge, they sponsor and put on the Baton Rouge Entrepreneur Week, which is called Brew. And part of Brew is the high stakes pitch competition. That's where the winner of a pitch contest gets a $100,000 investment which is put up by the Red Stick Angel uh, investors. So we have members of the Red Stick Angels. They, they put up the money and the winner will get a $100,000 investment. And Nexus has other programs such as, as, as Biz, BizTech and a couple others, but switching real quickly to Innovation Catalyst. I'm a separate legal entity to Nexus, but we, we're totally collaborative. My office is next to the executive directors. So we work well together. 
they provide me with in-kind services and I also provide my, my consulting services to their tenants and people that, that they are working with. Claire, when you, when you had this idea, and it's like a great idea, I can't believe nobody else thought of it, right? What was your next step? How did you make it a reality and, and, and get funding even to, to start to develop it? It's been the, there's been a network of um, incubators across the I-10 corridor that have been instrumental for us. Uh, Nexus, Ignitions, like he talked about Stephen and Todd, um, Opportunity Machine and Lafayette. Um, we did a pre-accelerator in New Orleans um, called Idea Institute. And so it, it's, with entrepreneurship, what we found is there's doors that are open that I don't even know that they're open until someone tells us they're there because it's a, it's a completely different journey than um, you would normally have in the corporate world. Um, and so if there wasn't people investing in us the way Bill has, you know, just from a, a knowledge standpoint, like I've had conversations with Bill and Steven and Todd and they bring things up that I would never, it seems so basic when he says like, oh, wow, why didn't I think of that? But this is their world. And it's because of them that we're gonna have a thriving network in Louisiana. And we all believe in how special our state is and our people. Um, we just need a little help getting there. And uh, it's people like Bill who are doing that for us. And and did they help you find the, the techie people that built your app? Opportunity Machine did. So there's a mentor network um, over at Opportunity Machine. And through that network, we were able to have referrals, interview people. Um, and that's how we got connected with Vibrant Media, which is in Lafayette. Interesting, okay. And, and four cities, how much office space out there are you, is available currently? So right now we have 14 uh, spaces in those cities. Um, Lafayette are close to the airport in downtown. Lake Charles is downtown. Baton Rouge is downtown. So we have this focus of looking at the peripheral rings through our customer discovery. So looking at places close to the airport, the suburbs where people are, instead of down commuting downtown, um, three days a week, they're doing three days a week downtown, two days in the suburbs where they live. And so looking at these need for spaces where they're not right now. Bill, do you have a lot of people like Claire coming to you or are you out there scouting? I mean, are people knocking on your doors trying to get in because they know you're one of the few places where they can go and you had the angel network? Yes, I, I get I get solicited a lot, and and I'm I networked with all the other angel groups and all the other entrepreneurial um, entities, so that if there's a, a a person or a company that is trying to start a company and grow it, you know, I'll I'll hear about it and I'll talk to them on on several different levels. You know, most of the time they come to me, uh, they come to Innovation Catalyst looking for seed funding. Uh, I'm. We're, we're like Santa Claus because Innovation Catalyst, again, we're not just looking for a return on investment. We're, we're an economic development tool. So we're looking to seed companies that might not otherwise uh, find capital and then help them grow. And we also uh, attempt to identify women-owned companies and minority-owned companies and fund those and help them grow as well. And then obviously in collaboration with uh, Nexus Louisiana, a lot of people come to them as well. And then, so we kind of help each other. And how do you know, Bill? I mean, what kind of questions do you ask somebody? Because a lot of ideas might sound good initially, but how do you know this This is something that might have legs? You know, there's, there's a lot of things you look at. Um, 
you know, the, you, you start with the, the founder, founders slash team, you know, there's an old adage, you bet the jockey, not the horse. So the first thing we look at, you know, does that person, are they an expert in that, in that field, you know, domain expertise? Uh, do they have experience? Do have, they have connections? Uh, and do they have a passion for it? Um, you know, if, if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, you know, you should not be an entrepreneur because it is, it is really hard to do. I constantly try to talk people out of becoming entrepreneurs and I tell them all the war stories and all the statistics and, and it, it rarely works, but uh, it, it, it should, cause it's not, it's not for everybody. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Bill Ellison, an innovation catalyst in the Red Stick Angel Network, and Claire Bertram of Workaroo. Claire, now, you didn't really have experience building a company. You were working for Brooks, is that correct? And you were something of a, of a great runner yourself. I mean, you knew the world of running. I did know the world of running. Um, so I. what's funny is I joined Brooks when it was around a $200 million company. And to us, it was small. We had these big aspirations of it being a billion dollar brand. And we always said, we're growing a brand, we're grassroots. And now I look back and it's quite comical because <laughs> um, now I'm truly trying to grow a brand from, from the ground up. Um, you know, Bill talks about, I think founders are a bit crazy. Um, and I do think I'm- I, I completely agree. agree. Yes. Um, I think for me, my greatest um, successes in life and even in, for running have come after my greatest failures. And so we, you get told and know a lot, um, but I think you take that no and say, okay, how do we get better? Which is the same as running and training. Um, I remember my freshman year of college, I got 11th place in conference or I got actually fourth um, running the 1500. I was 0.01 out from a medal. I was ticked absolutely angry and I realized that sucking sucks and I didn't want to do that again um I went insane that summer and I never lost a conference race again in the 1500 and it's that same mentality that you have to have with this is like how do I get better how do I train um it's not what with me it's like you take the critical feedback just like training and you you get you get better and there's a lot of lonely miles when you're a distance runner you're all by yourself 70 miles a week that's a lot of time to think by yourself and the entrepreneurial journey is so similar um to that journey and i think that's why i love it i just i love the challenge i love climbing and i believe that work is going to help truly change people's lives and like we want to go to cities of all sizes um and i come from a small town and there's no workspaces there yeah yes we have focus along the i-10 corridor but i think this is scalable across cities and towns of all all sizes and that's why i'm so passionate about it and about our state i think we can do something pretty special for our people and nobody else is doing this there are similar there's some similar um concepts out there but they're coming at it from a different space from a co-working mindset where we're coming at it from a business focus like how do we help businesses who have extra unutilized space make money where they're listing co-working spaces on platforms and helping them yes co-working spaces can list on our platform but we're just coming at it with a different primary focus um it's, it's going to get noisy and there will be people there soon but right now um we're excited about where we're at that's fantastic bill in the years of, of doing this show you know we've heard so often about how there's just not a lot of 
you know, angel money or venture capital in South Louisiana, um, you know, to help startups? Is it a cultural thing? Do you see it changing? And and sort of what's the status of the of the angel network, the Red Stick Angel Network? I mean, do you have a lot of investors? So the angel uh, world, I'd say, it's 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 starting to exponentially grow. You know, I kind of give a lot of credit to Mike Eckert, who started the the New Orleans Angel Network a number of years ago, and he's grown that to like 120 members, and they they see a lot of deals and invest a lot of money. Red Stick, we started that. It's a Baton Rouge. It's it's a network for Baton Rouge based angels. And we started that in 2020. And since then, we've invested a little over $2.5 million into five Louisiana based companies, three of them here in Baton Rouge. Um, and, and so as you read the news and you read about exits like Waiter and Lucid and uh, Level Set, you know, you know, Lucid was the first, you know, you know, unicorn company coming out of Louisiana. So a lot of people are now realizing uh, how potentially uh, explosive the startup world is and how they can potentially make money besides having fun and learn a lot. Um, and so a lot of people are diversifying their assets and taking a, you know, a pool of their, a small pool of their assets and investing in a bunch of these startups because as we all know, most will fail. Uh, but if you hit, get one or two that hit like a waiter or a lucid or a level set, you know, you're going to do really, really well. So I think the mindset for individuals is growing. So, uh, so for Red Stick, we have 30 members we're recruiting for this year and we anticipate to have a lot more. On the venture capital side, Louisiana has a dearth of venture capital as compared to other states. And so the problem is, you know, a Louisiana based company will, will get funded, they'll start, they'll grow a little bit. But once you need to get, once you need to start raising the bigger dollars, you know, nonprofit funds like Innovation Catalyst and Angels, they can't provide those kind of dollars. You need someone to write the two, five, $10 million checks. Most of them are out of state. We have very few here, although that is changing. We have a couple of new funds that are very, very active. You know, the Benson Fund, the Revelry Fund. So we have a lot of new funds that, um, um, starting to fund a lot of Louisiana-based companies. It's very exciting, but we obviously need more funds and more capital here in Louisiana. And, and when we talk about angels, I mean, these are just regular people who, who have a little money to invest in something, or do you have to be a qualified or registered investor to be able to participate? Well, you know, typically for an angel network, you need to be what's called an accredited investor. Accredited. The Securities yep. Exchange Commission you know, defines that for us. And so that's your... You're, you're typically someone who, who has a certain level of wealth and a certain level of sophistication because they don't want people who don't know anything about startups throwing their life savings in there and, and losing. Claire, Claire, what are your next steps and how you said you want to scale this nationwide if possible? Yep, so that, that is the ultimate goal. Um, so we our goal right now is to complete com, continue to expand along the I-10 corridor. Um, really hone in on these four cities that we have right now, figure out what's working in these cities and why, um, figure out what um, cities are the most similar across the country, and then go after those markets. Uh, we do have on our uh, website and platform that, that asks um, potential hosts and customers to say, come to our city. So we're gonna get feedback that way as well. But our goal once we get going, is about a city a month. Um, 
So we have wow. an aggressive growth model, um, but we believe we have to be aggressive to be successful. How are you um, marketing this? I mean, are you advertising on Airbnb or, you know, geofencing or on, on commercial websites for real estate or what? So it'll be, um, we have a hub and spoke model. Um, so we're going to be going to a lot of chamber events where we can hit both businesses and um, local professionals. Um, we will be on LinkedIn, Instagram, geofencing at airports, um, all of those normal business models, blip boards, um, and then a lot of word of mouth. And then we're going to find some major um, companies who have uh, locations across multiple cities, if you will. Um, so law firms that are dotted along the I-10 corridor from Houston to Tallahassee um, and really go after a, a quick um, growth model by being able to, to have our fingerprints through through those those businesses that are across the corridor. Yeah. And, and how does this differ? Like, I know about a decade ago, like co-working spaces were really big and people were, you know, or they had just a big open office with different configurations. Did that just sort of fizzle out? Like, I know there were three of them in Baton Rouge and maybe I don't think any of them are still around. I mean, they are, they are still there. I think 2020 was hard on co-working spaces as a whole because they owned the space. So we're coming at it from an asset light point of view of like, how do we help? even the co-working spaces get back on on their feet. So we don't own the spaces. You just, you list it as long as you want to. And if you grow from 50 to hundred people, you no longer need to list on our space, that's fine. But we helped you come out the other side. Um, and we can also scale to any part of the city. So if there's a need in the suburb and then the market changes and people are all downtown again, we can switch the model and really focus on downtown spots. So we're able to pivot easy as the, the world of work is changing um, so rapidly. And Bill, I guess that's really an important component of a, of a successful startup. I mean, that it sort of hits hits all those points and able to pivot easily and sort of that decentralized app-based model. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is incredibly stressful, you know, mainly because of the uncertainty, you know, by definition, when you, when you have a startup, you don't know, necessarily know where you're going. You don't necessarily know if, if your customers want your product, what they'll pay. So there's a lot of uncertainty and, and that's one of the causes of the stress. And kind of going to, to what Claire was saying is you've got to be able to make very rapid decisions with a lot of, with, with what you need to be able to do is make a rapid decision based sometimes on very little information and, and, and make a pivot. You know, you may, you may be going, you, you may think this is your customer and then all of a sudden you realize it's not. We've got to completely change our marketing model, our business model and go that way. And, and that, that leads to the stress and that's why not everyone should be an entrepreneur. It's very difficult. Well, Bill Ellison and Claire Bertrand, you both are bringing so much to our city and our state, something that we really, really need. It's refreshing to see entrepreneurs people backing entrepreneurs and bright ideas. So thank you so much for joining me today on Out to Lunch and for sharing your insights and your great stories. Thanks, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you. you. Claire. Yeah, you too, Bill. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Claire Bertrand of Workaroo and Bill Ellison of Innovation Catalyst and the Red Stick Angel Network. You can find out more about Workaroo Innovation Catalyst and the Red Stick Angel Network by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. 
You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. These photos were taken by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Today's conditions conspired to compel us to record Out to Lunch Baton Rouge on Zoom. But next week, we'll be back at our regular lunch spot, Mansur's on the Boulevard. Mansur's is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and brunch on Sunday. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 